Hello and welcome to Battle Science, a Pokemon Go PvP podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Stephen, aka A Boy in the Woods. Joining me as always, Rocket Admin J, also known as Jesse. Uh, and this is the episode for, or today is August sixteenth, twenty nineteen. The this episode is the second half of August. Um. Let's see here as I finagle something in the Twitch stream. Let's go over briefly what we're going to go over today. We have quite uh, a bit, quite, quite a bit. Uh, we're going to sort of forego second half coverage of Mirror Cup uh, content just because there's so much content. Um, we've gone and over it briefly. Well, actually, we've gone over it in pretty a lot of depth, extensive detail, extens- extensive detail in uh, in the first two episodes, uh, or the two episodes at the beginning of August. Um, so we're going to go over a lot of other content today. Uh, one being the um, wrap up of the Pokemon Go PvP Invitational at uh, Worlds uh, in Washington D.C. Wow! Uh, it just wrapped up about eight minutes ago or so so we've got some notes we're gonna go over gonna talk about uh the performances um some uh results i would say were to be expected but how we got there was very interesting it was a Uh, very enjoyable ride even though people gave everyone a lot of flack for being like oh the executives are gonna come in they don't have any idea what they're doing who are these people that we've never seen before you know the one thing I noticed across the board in this tournament was, yeah, the serious players are the ones that ended up being the ones at the end, but the road there, everybody had a good time. Yep. And it looked like, exec- especially the executives, they had a fun time and learn- seemed to learn quite a bit as we progressed through the, the rounds. Yep. I uh, don't know if they're going to put up the brackets here on Twitter. But if you throw up the brackets we can kind of tell how it played out yes um let's see and we'll get a full live. list of everybody yeah um so for those so, that are listening on the podcast i'm gonna reel it back so the other couple things we're gonna go over is the announcement of the uh galarian region uh variant or gal- uh galar region forms of uh older pokemon um, that got announced about a week and a half ago or so. For Sword um, and Shield. For Sword and Shield and how uh, we might see those in uh, Pokemon Go uh, in uh, the near future and then how those would affect the meta potentially. Um, and then beyond that, we'll go over into a little bit of diving into some upcoming events within Pokemon Go um, and what to look out for for PvP um, in those events. So... Um, uh if you are listening to this uh on release weekend uh remember it's the stardust event go get some stardust you're gonna Um, need it for pvp you're gonna need it for pvp uh september as we know so far there is no sylph cup uh in september so you'll get a little bit of a breather you won't have to spend that stardust right away um get some practice in um you know go out find some more um meta relevant pokemon uh find some different kinds of pokemon you know look for uh look for some of your favorites take a breather um but get some practice in you know um don't you don't have to go super hardcore but uh uh always kind of a down month use it to train use it to relax get it like steven said get a breather in and you know look forward to anticipation with what's coming up some of these events that we'll announce later in the show that have been announced already will kind of help build into the teams that you can use for next month's cup, potentially October's cup. Yeah. If we get one in October, yeah. we're not, they haven't confirmed any dates other than September will not be the start of season two. But so. jumping back into the re- the invitationals. Yes. It was nice to see how well it was handled. Yes. And how well, everything was presented and i saw very few technical issues and anything that was an issue was quickly resolved yes um i think the the biggest couple of issues that uh ran into were at the very end and there were some connection issues um between the the finalists in the grand finals Mm -hmm. um but we'll get into some of that 
I don't want to say who it was just yet. Although, well, if you've just watched it, um, you the, should know. <laughs> yeah, the the grand finalists uh, were both very professional about it. They they recognized, you know, the game has issues. Um, you can't, you know, plug one device directly into the system. Link unfortunately doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> <laughs> so um, you're going to have some connection issues. They're both. I'm sure they've both handled connection issues on multiple occasions, so they know what what they were doing. Um, but as far as uh, overall setup, um, the um, the the teams, competitors, um, the commentating, especially, I think a lot of people were sort of questioning the commentating team. I think the the commentation actually did um, really well. Yeah. Um, so shout out to uh, Cybertron and Trainer Tips. Yes. Um, for their uh, for their commentary. Excellent commentary. Um. The uh, roundup of participants was also a very big question when going into the invitationals um, because it's not the best of the best. It is was invite only. Um, there is a ver- wide variety of very hardcore PvP players, a couple of uh, by hard hardcore but also influencers, a couple of more general uh, Pokemon Go influencers, and then a couple of people from um the pokemon company the pokemon company uh a couple of execs um and then the eighth entry um uh carry me if i'm i believe i'm pronouncing it correctly um as well um a very a, a very good round out of players i have to say um uh a couple how where do we want to start here there's, we'll start there's a lot with of the execs okay um so uh uh, Masuda and Morimoto both uh, came in. They um, Morimoto, I think, came in. Morimoto was actually a better uh, example, and I think his team will go over in a little bit. Um, he, I think, I believe, got a little bit farther than uh, Masuda did. Masuda came in. Uh, he ran. <laughs> uh, I think his team standouts were um, Psyduck. Lucario. Lucario, he came in with Lucario, which actually wasn't necessarily a bad pick. No, um, it does have additional some extra weaknesses versus you know a uh, uh, more of the popular um, picks. Yeah, more uh, st- standard core fighters um, with having the steel type. Um, uh, it had some weaknesses, but an impressive inclusion into his team. That's mm-hmm. um, not an easy catch or not no. an easy get. Um, Psyduck, one was, of his favorites. Guess, one of his favorites, um, which performed all right um but you also you know recognize that it's a base form um golduck probably would have come in better it, it has because it has both the water and the psychic um but i f- no think it's just water golduck is yeah i thought it comes in with psychic nope just so water it, so it learns psychic moves yeah okay um i believe also its moveset does hinder it a little bit yeah um so um but that's kind of one of the things that you go into PvP. You don't have to have the mindset. I mean, if you want to do play successfully, uh-huh. yes. But if you're going to just have fun like he did, bring whatever you want. Yeah. What was there was another one or two picks that he had that Ludicolo. Were... Ludicolo. Ludicolo is an interesting pick. Um, one that you and I have discussed um, before. Uh, the water grass typing um, allows it for some interesting matchups, but then its move set is pretty leaning towards ice mm-hmm. which is very interesting um he came in with ludicolo he used it once or twice i feel like his uh performance overall was um not the best not the best um what was i think it was his fast move that was uh holding him back a little bit yeah it, what it, what was he running it was Do running bubble over yes. razor leaf um and razor leaf in I think one key matchup where he was using it would have allowed him to... Um, I believe it was against the Lantern. Yes, it would have allowed him to be uh, a lot more successful in yeah. that in that particular matchup. Um, the other matchup it was in, I think it was in sort of a neutral matchup, so mm-hmm. Razor Leaf still hits really hard. Yeah. Um, so I think Razor Leaf would have been um, an overall better pick for that. Um, but it was interesting to see you know, some of the more um, uh, out-there picks. Or some stuff you would not see usually in right, in, and in that kind of can throw format. people off too if you're not prepared for it. Absolutely, and that's a great transition into what uh, 
uh, Morimoto was running. Uh, star of the show, I have to say, fantastic grand finals. Nothing bad about the grand finals, but I think the star of the show, the MVP, was, was Morimoto's Linoon. Uh, <laughs> that thing caught everyone off. I really wish I would have run Linoon in uh, Jungle Cup because Linoon looks like a beast. Um, Shadow Claw as its gr- fast move, Grass Knot and Thunder as as its two charge moves. Uh, it has incredible diversity. Um, it's two moves. It can get pretty quick, and the, just the overall amount of damage that Shadow Claw can do <laughs> yeah. uh, is completely and totally bonkers. And I think that's really what carried him to. I think did he get into loser semifinals? Where mm-hmm. did he get to loser he, semis? Yeah, he got really far with it. Um, or no, I'm, round two losers. Okay, um, maybe he, semis. I don't. This is we don't an have updated, an updated bracket yet. Yeah, let me see if they've got an updated bracket. But to um, kind of go off how that worked and why it worked, if you look at the core meta of what was popular as far as this was a to make a statement, the the format of the the tournament was blind great league. So as far as I know, it was just like any of the other uh, re- Pokemon Go Fest tournaments where you went in kind of blind and there weren't any restrictions. It was under Great League, so obviously Deoxys was a huge threat in the cup. But you also got to look at the more common things like Skarmory, Altaria, Azumarill, Swampert made a couple appearances. Uh-huh. But all those things I just listed that are Mellow relevant, Lanuni needs for lunch because it gets the Thunderbolts or Thunder and it gets the Grass Knots, which just hit things that are always going to be somewhat of a starter. I think the biggest threat to Lanoon was Metacham, mm-hmm. but we never saw that as an opener. And the funny thing was is he would use Lanoon as his lead every time. Yes. And no one caught that. Yeah. And I think Venusaur probably might have been the only one for most of the teams he went up against that would have walled it. The... um. His most of his competitors actually weren't running a fighter. No, um, so I think that really held back any of his opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting that momentum early on with that Lanoon, there was one game where he almost swept with yeah. just Lanoon. Any anything with counter would have eaten that thing for lunch. Deoxys, yes, a Deoxys with counter eaten it for lunch. A Metacham done. Yeah, uh, but we didn't see that. If he went up against the other, if he went up against um, Masuda, who had a Lucario. Would have been gone. Yeah. Would not have been a problem. Another but because... interesting matchup from his team, uh-huh. his Poliwrath. Yes. He... Against a Deoxys. Yes. Went out and beat it. Yeah. Uh, with the with a type disadvantage, Poliwrath being a fighting and Deoxys being the, the core psychic. And not legacy Poliwrath. Yes. It was running Power Punch and bli... no, Blizzard it was Avalanche. Bubble, uh-huh. Ice Punch, Power Punch. Okay. Um, that power punch really, it, it helps it. You kind of need it in that situation, but having that, um, with a couple of, a couple of shields and having that, uh, neutral damage from and ice punch. I think punch, that's what it was, is he had to have the shields against Deoxys because Deoxys, defense Deoxys had counters, it's fast move, which Polyrath resisted. But as soon as it got psycho boost, you needed to shield that. Otherwise that was a potential one shot. Uh-huh. So on his part, great street, uh, shield usage. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. Was he running anything else? I feel like there's one or two other interesting picks. Um. On Polyrath, his end, and um, the noon. He uh regular muck. Right. 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 There was actually, I believe, a few regular mucks. Strawberry also was running um a regular muck as well, which uh actually performed not too bad. Really well with acid spray and thunder punch. Uh huh. Acid spray does like a- absolutely no damage. But if you can ink out a shield from it, you get that guaranteed defense drop. Yeah, you get the guaranteed defense drop anyway, and it stays on the Pokemon no matter if they switch back in or out Yeah. Um, at this time. So it's one of those things that realistically is, honestly, was not a bad idea. For um, those of you looking to participate in a Twilight Cup, maybe consider Muck. Muck's not a bad pick. Um, I honestly either one. I'd be hard pressed to find a Grimer these days, though. Yeah. Um. I'm low so enough. yeah. Uh. I don't want to say good luck. Um, <laughs> well, with this egg event going on, you have a good chance and you could trade someone. That could be. Um, let's see. I don't see 
a final bracket. I'm sorry, stream, for refreshing the page and shining a bright white light at you every time it refreshes. <laughs> um, let's see. Anything else? I think the- with the execs, it seems like they had a good time and they got a better understanding of how it works. Yes, and that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 execs of the Pokemon Company were they uh, Pokemon Company or were they Game Freak? I think Game Freak. Okay, because um, I think that sort of helps their you know what their baby is Pokemon. Seeing that in a different um, format, I'm, in a different format, and I'm sure they've played PvP. I'm sure they've done a, a match or two. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you know they play Pokemon Go on a regular basis. You know, I don't I don't see why why they don't you know. Uh, Semi-regular basins. It kind of kind of depends. Yeah. You know, work schedules and all that fun stuff. Um, you know, they have a base knowledge of it. Right. Um, it's cool to see them come out here. It's cool to see the performance overall of them, um, you know, putting in the effort. and Being and, in the community. Yeah. Showing that they do care about this not main franchise game. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, I'll be very interested to see if you know we keep seeing a sort of an invitational format. If we keep see them, or if we see them in future tournaments to see, or or other execs or something, or maybe um, potential to have competitive play in the game. That's true. Yeah, yeah, within Pokemon itself, uh, the Pokemon Company or the um, you know the world's events. Seeing if we see some more Pokemon Go um, PvP representation. Um, you and I were having an interesting conversation last night about, okay, who could the eighth be? Um, I guess it was a lottery. <laughs> I guess it was a, uh, I still don't, I don't know all of the details. It was from what I heard, it was a lottery. I would assume it was anyone that was at the event, um, that, you know, put in, um, you know, uh, a ticket for it or whatever. Yeah. Um, you and I were like, okay, maybe it's a celebrity, you know, maybe it's, yeah, it would have been cool to see someone, uh, representative of another form of comp, comp- of the company. Yeah. Or the hierarchy of companies. So yes. we, were, we were talking like, okay, maybe it's um, John Hankey from Niantic. Um, maybe it's, um, I joked around, I was like, it's not, I've seen his Twitter, he's still in Japan, but maybe it's um, Hideo Kojima. Maybe Kojima's coming out for it. Like, that would be wild. Or it was like, the other thought was, maybe it's Doug Bowser. Maybe Doug Bowser comes out, it's like, hey. Pulls a Reggie. Know, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm from Nintendo, but I'm also cool, and I want to play, you know, Pokemon Go. I want to I want to see what this community is about. Um, I, I think any of those options, you know, or, or, you know, any of those would have been, like, awesome to see. And honestly, like, maybe seeing an invitational with, you know, people from throughout Nintendo, the Pokemon Company, mm-hmm. Game Freak, that would be something that, you know, okay, maybe it's not, you know, Pokemon Worlds or whatever. Um but here's an event. We're going to live stream it. Right. Uh, here's a bunch of execs, uh, open cup. Let's just see what teams they have. Let's just yeah. see what they run. I think that would be uh, honestly a, a hilarious, hilarious, not in a I'm laughing at your team comps, but hilarious in anything can happen. Yeah. It's um, not the same six Pokemon that we saw in the last finals. Yes. It's 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 not... It doesn't necessarily have to be the core meta team. Correct. It can be Psyducks. It can be Ludicolos. But I feel like with Lanoons. the execs, they would have more fun with it than these people that are here just trying to win. Yes. And I'm, I honestly... I think that... Uh, I want to see some more of that playing around of... Um, uh, playing around of that... Um, those kind of format, that kind of environment. Because I think, I think Pokemon Go PvP is... Uh, is super competitive and i i like that aspect but i every once in a while it's kind of nice to take a step back and just have fun with it true so um let's see uh make sure i get your name right scrib nerd in the chat says you had to pre-register and already have a spectator badge uh i think strawberry 17 was the random pick from that um so then uh, do you know where carry meh was um is he I feel an bad influencer if we don't know who he is. i don't yeah i'm not quite sure um i don't i honestly don't know a whole lot of info and they really they really didn't release a whole lot of info either we didn't know all of the details as far as the rule set until the tournament was about to begin good segue into those characters or those players Uh from the execs strawberry was very good at her battle mechanics yes um the switches uh the third shield uh switching in um when to shield uh baiting out shields fantastic some fantastic examples of um the the breaking down the core mechanics and using those to your advantage the one thing i think she lacked in was moves 
Yes. Uh, there was a couple. Venusaur in particular did not have... Um, Frenzy Plant. Frenzy Plant. Um, it was probably an off-community day. Um, Venusaur there, which uh, didn't help her in a couple of uh, instances. And then um, having the Thunder on Lantern kind of hurt, too. Yeah. Um, and she was running Charge Beam on her on her Lantern as well, correct? Yes. Um, so, But I think overall, a, a great performance. She did a great performance. Yeah. Um, honestly, I... I didn't see anything. There were a couple of instances of okay, that might have been a mistake. Yeah. Overall in the competition, but I didn't see any anything. It was all top notch battling. Yes. So, um, if you got if if anyone you know go back through, it's a great example of going and seeing. Um, you know, watching watching this is a great example to see. You know. Uh, watch what it, analyze it, see what the the technical is, see what people are running, see just the overall skill, break stuff down. Um, uh, a fantastic mm-hmm. resource for for players to go check out some. And I believe this will be probably saved to the Pokemon's Twitch account. Yes, and then probably at a later date uploaded to their YouTube account. Yes, so if you um, want to go back and watch it, yeah, maybe and if, they'll probably break it down by sections. Yeah, um, and if probably in the next day or two when yeah. it does get uploaded we'll probably tweet it okay we'll tweet it out um tweet out a link to it um because it's going to be a great resource uh, um, carrie may also performed very well yes uh an impressive uh impressive display running a core pretty much a core meta team yeah um most of everyone was running um a core meta team i want to say um, skarmory azumarill and um Either Venusaur or Altaria were pretty common throughout everyone. Metacham was also. Somewhat... I didn't see so much Metacham. Okay, um, but you're right. Skarmory, and Deoxys, oh my Skarmory, gosh. Deoxys, and Azumarill were were everywhere, and yep. that's to be expected. Yeah, um, they're three performers, uh, three of the top performers for an open Great Cup, um, just because of their their overall bulk um, and then their versatility. Um, and I know this was one of your first times actually seeing Defense Deoxys in, in action. In performance, holy cow. Um, that is completely <laughs> bonkers. Yes. Um, completely understand why it's banned in several of the metas. Um, going forward, uh, what's the only core counter is what? Sableye? Dark and Bug. When, uh, but like the, a hard counter in some metas. I, I don't know if we'll get anything in the future that's really going to... That's interesting, too, because it's dark, gets pounded by the counter, yep. and then the rock crushes the bug. Yeah, if you have uh, what, rock, rock slide. Yeah, rock slide. So, realistically, I can see De- Defense Form Deoxys, like, outside of, like, Open Cup being banned pretty, much pretty consistently yep. any time that Psychic is involved. Yeah. Um, because it's... a it's bonkers. Oh, and ghost. That's right. Yeah, um, it's a. It is disgusting. Yeah. Um, does it get nerfed? I don't know. Unfortunately, it's been around long enough that they can't just make like counter a legacy move. And it's an because enough people one. already have it. It's an interesting one as well because you could only get it through EX raids, like yep. you mentioned in the stream, uh-huh. and you can't trade it because it's a mythical. Yes. So getting one with those good IVs was just you going out, grinding during that event when uh-huh. it was out. I mean, maybe we see it come out again in the next couple events. There was a reference to... Mythical Pokemon coming back to EX raids. Or, or coming, back to, to raids. coming back to raids. Yeah. And the thought is that it could be Deoxys. So if that's um, so... a chance that happens, I highly suggest anyone listening go out and jump in on that. Yes. And this is, I mean... Uh, Defense form Deoxys is outside is not in EX raids anymore. No, it's not. But available. I would be I would be hard pressed to. Uh, it will come back because yeah. it's shiny hasn't been released. True. And as we've seen with previous legendaries, they've gone through one or two cycles within either EX raids or standard raids For before the though, before this the is shinies. A True. But so we, how, how many times have we seen a mythical in like EX raids or raids in only general? once, and that was with Mewtwo. Okay. But you can trade Mewtwo. It's not mythical. Not anymore. It was when it before? first came out. It was only EX eligible, and you couldn't trade it. No. Okay. So then, when it comes back into, when it, it comes, comes into five star stars, raids, might be. the mythical tag will be removed, and you can trade it yeah. in theory. Okay. Um, 
we'll see. Well, I mean, there's a potential. I mean, whether it gets more prevalent, uh, I think it still is one of those ones that's probably going to get banned pretty, pretty easily. Um, it's bonkers. Legendary. It not is mythical. legendary, not mythical. So it, but it in the in Pokemon Go, it's considered as a mythical and won't be traded as currently. as like a a sub tag in its like metadata, so yeah. that you cannot trade it. Yeah. Um, but it is by standard game format. It is a legendary. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Script Nerd, for some of the um, corrections. Yeah. Um, always nice to have uh, feedback um, and some uh, corrections. Keep us keep us correct. Um, Unlisted Leaf. Uh, more of a VGC player, if I correctly remember. Yes. Yes, I did some uh, Mewtwo, legendary but not mythical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also had the mythical tag. When it meta first tag came or whatever. Out. Yeah. So it, it, it. Or no, you could trade it with Shadow Ball. So when it was first in EXs, yeah, you yeah. could trade it? Yeah. But then when Deoxys is coming out, you can't trade it. Yeah. Who knows? Weird. I've. It's. We. Nah. <laughs> That's the kind of the nice thing about Pokemon Go. It's a double edged sword where there's no. This is law. This is wrong. In some instances, they're a little bit flexible in some of that stuff, which there's a lot of gray area. Some, yeah, sometimes you shake your head out, and sometimes you're like, "Yeah, it's okay." Um, like Meryl not be considering a first evolution, even though I was Meryl. Yeah, I, yeah. All weird stuff. Um, because baby because baby forms didn't baby forms weren't released until Gen two. Yeah, and then that just complicated like all of Gen one that got baby forms and yeah. it, it's a whole tangent and whole another topic yeah um unlisted leaf yeah you and i looked it up uh, we're like okay we don't really recognize this name who is this guy um he seems to be a tcg player youtuber influencer yep um another instance like strawberry where he came in with most of his pokemon only having one charge move uh-huh. and that kind of hindered him in his battles i think yeah um yeah he his team wasn't i would say wasn't completely fleshed out um he had some good picks but i think the the lack of the second move um you really get hindered by not being able to um shield bait with only having one move like once you know that azumaro only had bubble and hydro pump yep um so you don't have that ice beam for additional counters um you don't have the option to have play rough, which we saw, I think, once yeah. in this whole thing. But I think with know. his team, he went with this Pokemon is this type, and it only has these type moves. Yeah, it might have been a little bit limited. I'd have to go back through stream and see what his uh, full team was and right. what the move sets were. But he did; um, it did feel like he was a little bit more limited in his um, team comp. But in his matches, if you go back and watch them, uh-huh. he kept the pace. They weren't necessarily just straight shots. He would trade fairly commonly, and that's the nice thing about PvP is it's never, except the one case with the monster Lanoon, <laughs> everything seems to trade fairly well regardless of what you use. You're never going to go 0-3. Uh-huh. Yeah, he. Um, as far as uh, when it came to picking his three, his team comp was actually pretty, was pretty good. Um, and it allowed him to be pretty competitive. He was just yeah. held back a little bit. Um, held back by the move pool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anyone else before we kind of go into the main two, the grand Yamada. finals? Yamada. Uh, I, him and Strawberry's match, probably my favorite of the whole series. That's right. So it was, that was, uh, what, round one? Yes. Round one, they were the first pair to go to two to, and not, two. to go two and two to go to a game five. Um, all of the rest of the winners round one went three, three and zero oh. oh to one person or another. So that was amazing to see. You know, see some back and forth. Yeah, Yamada um, Strawberry came out strong, getting two wins right away. Mm-hmm. Yamada took a step back. He's like, okay, what can I do to improve? Uh-huh. Came back. It went to game five. Wow. Yeah. That Probably was, my favorite match of this game yeah, tournament. That went very well. I think the a very early on highlight, I think middle highlight was seeing Lanoon's performance. Mm-hmm. Um that one was completely and totally unexpected. Yeah. And I think that really um that really benefited, you know, having that unexpected, you know, not 
people not having a counter to that because yeah. they don't people are like okay you're gonna run meta yeah it's an open cup you're gonna run meta and when you don't run meta you don't have a people don't have a counters for it yeah um so i think that was like the middle highlight and then the grand finals man that was <laughs> absolutely bonkers um in, and your grand finalists were um so we saw uh pokey ak go um undefeated until grand finals undefeated in a grand or he lost one match Correct. out of all of the rounds and that was against um, king uh that was against king early on where he beat king in uh where did he beat king winter semis no uh, no because you uh king went up, up against carry me oh, so it would have been winner's finals yeah it was winner's finals. winner's finals um so where he lo- he lost one match and then but won the round. Won the round, and then went into ground grand finals. King came back uh, from losers. From losers, won losers, um, and then into the grand finals round. Set one of grand finals. So if 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 uh, Pokey AK had won one more match, one more match, he would have won the championship. King comes back, wins. What two matches in a row? To Pokey AK won two matches. Uh huh. And then King turned it around and won three. Yep. Send it into set two. Yep. Where so if if it, within set one, if Pokey AK had won, he would have won everything. Everything. King has to win two sets to win everything. Yep. So King comes back from an an, an zero and two, wins three in a row, sends it into match two, uh, or set two. Does he he sweeps? Yeah, he swept. set sweeps uh, set two from losers to come out on top and come, become and, your invitational champion. An absolutely dominating performance. It, it wasn't. Uh, both competitors were amazing. Both competitors were amazing. They traded all the time. It was uh, a a glorious example of top tier PvP performance. Yes. Um. If you want to see two of the very best PvPers uh, go at it, that's probably going to be the biggest stage we see f- uh, as an globally, example of globally. Uh, putting Pokemon Go PvP on a platform. I would say until either another um, another Invitational or um, whatever Silph Arena brings us next season for Season 2. And like one of our commentators said, also... One of the heaviest and technical errors. Yes. But when you're at that level of play and the the mutual respect both players had for each other yep. and the understanding of, yeah, there's always going to be technical issues because it's Pokemon Go. It's Pokemon Go. It's connected via cellular cellular network or their event Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, anytime you go to a convention or a big space like that, um, you got to recognize that your Wi-Fi is not going to be as good as you it either could be or needs to be another thing that people might want to pay attention to is during all of the sets you can see some players struggle with the swap yeah there seems to be somewhat of a delay and it is and i think that's why the some of the execs when they first were playing in their rounds Uh they opted not to swap they never swapped yeah they just went through and i feel like it's that you might risk it by swapping yeah, yeah, because you can get a couple of errors. Um, actually, a practice match last night, you ran I into an issue I swapped when two. I was trying to smash yeah. a charge attack. And it is incredibly unfortunate. You guys just need to kind of watch your finger placement on your screen. Don't be smashing all the time. You don't need to smash your phone to use those charge attacks. Yep. Overcharging is a thing. Be careful of how much you're tapping It's just a, and you, where you're tapping. It's just It comes with practice, recognizing finger placement as far as where you're... Um, where you're tapping the screen to to get attacks in for either fast um, or charge. Yeah, and we might see uh we might see a interface change. I hope so. In the next, you know, in the next couple of months um because they're putting Pokemon Go on this um this larger stage and it's um, being shown the problems people face. Yeah. Um the but, the GPS error yeah. uh, <laughs> notification on the top of the screen for a good 70 to 80 percent of all of the the battles um, a little obnoxious you know i it's part of the game uh will they will they are they going to make changes i hope so uh do i expect it not really <laughs> um so it it's uh 
you know the the both fantastic sportsmen both both competitors um recognizing those issues and and being willing to work with it yeah um so um also picks on their teams very meta relevant picks yes um pokey ak going in with atropius um which was uh i think a different pick um what did king have instead um was he running a venusaur or was i think it was king had the tropius and ak had the venusaur that sounds right um because i know king had two flyers with skarmory and tropius mm-hmm. and ak had uh alteria and skarmory as well okay um Double water, double flyers seem to be the prominent meta. Uh huh. But you know, recognize you've got the double types on that, so they've yeah. got coverage. Um, Swampert showed up with King. King, okay. Yeah. Um, but and he, a few other people. Yeah, he did not run it. Like I think, I think for one or two matches within the first set of the grand finals, but after that, wasn't using it. No, it just um, it seemed to under. It's a hard counter to a specific pick. Yeah. And if you're not seeing the things that it hard counters consistently enough, it just kind of sits there as a presence. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Lantern outright beats it. Yes. Unfortunately, just because of its bulk. Mm-hmm. And that comes down to the, you know, the thing we talk about a lot with our tournaments is just because you have a third form and it has a community day move, it's going to be at a lower level and you need to realize that. Yeah. Its stats are going to be a little bit less. Yeah. Um, you've got to it, it, take a look, it, go through your, your Pokemon box and look at your HP values. Yeah. Um, look at the Pokemon's core stats. Yep. Um, oh, where else am I going? I say I'm a lot. I'm sorry. It was a good tournament. Yes. I was, was very happy to see how this played out. Again, the shoutcasters did an amazing job. Yeah. Everybody there did a really good job. Really impressed to see this represented on a, platform where everybody the the running joke with pokemon go people still play that game yeah obviously yeah and i think i i mean we're kind of uh preaching to the choir here of people yeah. still play pokemon the people go. that are if listening. you're li- if you're listening to this you probably pay, play pokemon go right if you don't thanks i guess thanks for listening I yeah um hopefully you start playing pokemon go pvp um hopefully hopefully you come back but um yeah, Swampert ran into Venusaur. Um, the Venusaur uh, will eat it, eat it alive. Um, so, grass is a very, very hard counter. Any any hardcore grass mon is a hardcore counter for Swampert. If so. you're listening on stream, or if you're listening to the podcast later on, this is a big weekend for PvP. We had today with the Invitationals. Yep. Tomorrow, we're going to see the South American Championship preliminations. Mm-hmm. This will take place in Santiago, Chile, and it'll be tomorrow at 11 a.m. PST, mm-hmm. uh, four hours from UTC. Okay. Um, so that'll be streamed on the Sylph Arena's um, Twitch channel. Yep. Um, I don't see why we don't broad, uh, host, it. host it as well. We could. Um here on twitch.tv slash battle science um and then same day saturday afternoon at 7 30 will be the south american championship finals and it looks like according and again on the twitch.tv self uh league page Uh yeah and it looks like they will be taking a break as best they can for everyone to go participate in Suicune Raid Day. Yep, which is... Uh, 4 to 7 p.m. PST. Yes, I would say that's... I highly recommend going doing, and doing that. I highly recommend going and doing that with a star piece on. Yes. Because you'll be getting <laughs> a lot of star piece. That's three hours of raids. Um, go get go get your grind on, because that's, uh, that's going to be a lot of uh, resources for, for the future. So... Um, Big weekend for PvP and Pokemon Go. Yep. Um, big shout out to everybody over, um, I would say everybody over at the Pokemon company, everyone that helped set up yeah. that, that, uh, the invitationals, um, the setup was amazing. All of the people that were involved, a uh, huge shout out. Um, fantastic. We hope to see it again. Um, uh, does that 
more more or less wrap up what we're yeah. doing? Okay. I think that more or less wraps up and lets us kind of jump into our next potentially exciting conversation. Uh, yes. What is that's right? The Galarian forms. Galarian forms of <laughs> I still of can't get over these. Yep. Um. <laughs> so, I wanted to bring up Galarian form Pokemon forms of Pokemon because similar to my th- my my sort of belief and thought is that similar to the Alolan forms, we're going to see them ahead of um, the actual game release. The actual game release, um, which could be with the new sort of. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see it also on the release. That's true. Um, I'm trying to think of what's it called. the The thought is that the ultra one of the um, ultra rewards for completing all of the research tasks leading up into the Go Fests. Mm. Um, One of the thoughts is that the Unova Generation Five is going to be coming out. True. So that kind of kind of puts the if that happens as soon as people are thinking it's going to um that kind of puts the kibosh on galarian forms being released as soon as i could potentially see it happening but there's still something they're still bound uh bound to come out at some point i kind of wanted to go over them because who knows when we'll see them in pokemon go uh and they could have some pretty uh high um uh, effects right. in in Pokemon Go PvP. So for those who might not know what we're talking about, there is a new game coming out, Pokemon Sword and Shield in November, uh-huh. and it takes place in something called the Galar region. Not much we've learned about yet, and similar to the Alolan forms that we saw in Pokemon Sword and or Sun and Moon, sorry. Yep. We are getting a few new Galar forms of older Pokemon. One of the first ones that I think everyone loves <laughs> it's just so funny. It's Galar Weezing. Uh, and its appearance is amazing. If you can Google it, do it. It is a Weezing that is black instead of purple. Uh-huh. Its gas is making facial hair on it. And it has smokestack top, top hats. hats. Um, <laughs> so I don't, personally, I don't know how they're going to sort of play around with uh coughing doesn't have a galler form at least as far as they've shown um uh but galarian wheezing is poison fairy poison and fairy which means that uh it can depending on its moveset if it gets poison it beats fairy but it's also has fairy to beat the next um what am i thinking of uh dark as well yeah. Um. So it has some very interesting, uh, very diverse type matchups. If Galarian Weezing was in right now, having it in Twilight would be very interesting. Oh yeah, it because would it's, shake it. Yes. Um. It's gonna it be so funny. It's probably gonna be pretty tanky. The move set's gonna be very odd. I don't know if I see it getting charm though. So that might hinder it a little I, bit. I, I don't know. It's if pretty it was charming. In, yeah. <laughs> if it's in if it's in Pokemon Go, is it something that's going to get charm? I don't know. Are we going to see another fairy type charge move uh, before this comes out or when this comes out? Potentially. Not sure. Um, but it's a very odd pick. I think seeing Muck and Alolan Muck come in with uh, poison and then Alolan Muck with its dual typing of dark poison... Um, Personally, Actually, I was a huge fan of Alolan Muck. Yes, it performs fairly well in PvP, and then Twilight and Nightmare, mm-hmm. it, it performs well enough um, to be a, a pretty high consideration for your mm-hmm. team, depending on um, if you're looking for something that's a little less expensive or if you want something a little bit more diverse. So I'm very interested to see Galarian Weezing with the Poison Fairy type. Fairy is, so far in Pokemon Go, not super out there um since we haven't it's gotten very to, prevalent though it's prevalent it's very More so than it's very it relevant to, in the be. pvp meta yeah but we haven't seen the we haven't seen the generation where fairy is introduced correct and yes. that's going to be what gen six yeah so we have so a while still we still have a while before we see a very large an explosion of fairy an type. explosion of fairy type a uh, uh, a, a very heavy fairy type meta 
Yeah. So um, we still have, what, a year and a half? Probably. And we're going to get uh, Galarian Weezing Potentially. Well, be- well before that. Because if it, if it, at the latest, I see it coming out with Sword and Shield, which is November. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see it before the boom of fairy types that we're we're going to get in the game right unless they somehow fast track both gen 5 uh and get gen 6 out within four months which no yeah not gonna not gonna happen we we know niantic uh we've seen we've seen the 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 release schedule so um or we've seen the release schedule as to now we don't have any look behind the scenes i just want to asterisk claim that um that's and true. Execute didn't have an Alolan form either. Well, neither did Cubone. True. So they just evolved and completely changed them? Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's based okay. on their way that the environment they evolve in is what affects the... We don't have any base forms other than, I think, Vulpix and Zegla, uh, Raticate, or Rattata. Sandshrew. So there's a few. There's a few, but it's not guaranteed. Yeah. It's... I... I did not play enough Sword and Shield or a Sun and Moon to get a f- complete total understanding of it, um, of, of how that works. And I don't think they really explained it either. So it's a very interesting uh, way of doing it. And I, I'm very much looking forward to Galarian Weezing uh, in Pokemon Go. Um, going down to the, the key lineup, I think, of one of the... <laughs> Most interesting additions to uh, the Galarian Pokedex and Pokemon Go later is uh, Galarian Zigzagoon. This is Galarian Zigzagoon, Galarian Linoon, and then a brand new evolution, which we have not seen before. We did not see this with the Lolan forms. Uh, Linoon gets an evolution called Obstagoon, which is goes from a quadruped to a biped and looks like it's basically a new member of kiss so <laughs> careful we might get there's trouble. no we're not i mean everyone knows it's out yeah. there already yeah there's no it, it, it looks like what you would expect there's no getting around it yes it's uh weird not gonna lie. So starting with Zigzagoon for those that are listening on the live stream, yes, it's a Zigzagoon, but it looks like it's gone under a punk rock transformation. Yes, it is now black and white with red eyes and a star shaped uh, on its mask mask yep. on its face. So the main change to this is it's similar to the Rattata to Alolan Rattata. It went from normal to dark normal. Um, I'm very excited for that. Uh, we've, if you've played, um, if you played within Twilight, at this point within Nightmare Cup, but when Alolan Rattata and Radicate. Oh, sorry, I I misspoke. Uh, Twilight within Mirror Cup, and then if you played Nightmare Cup, either when it initially came out or now within Mirror Cup. Um, Alolan Raticate performs very well. It's it's very tanky. So I'm very interested to see uh, uh, Galarian Zigzagoon. Um, do you want to check that? Um, so I'm very interested to see uh, Alolan Zig- or Galarian Zigzagoon um, and other its its evolutions and see and how well it performs. Yep. As far as I gotta check something. I wonder. Our timing should be fine. But kind of going over it, um, another thing they mentioned today at the Invitational is there are some new items and abilities coming into Sword and Shield that might change up battle mechanics. Yes. And those were just released, so I don't think we should go over them just yet because there's not enough information to divulge on them. That's true. And we also don't have Pokemon abilities in Pokemon Go yet yeah it maybe we'll never see it and we also don't have uh held items in pokemon go yet yet and again maybe we'll never see it so but as far as the zigzagoon lineup i'm loving its appearance personally i don't see myself using wheezing or the lanoon line um 
or sorry, Zigzagoon line. That's yeah. I, as far as like within within Sword and Shield, I don't yes. know if I would use either um, as well. I mean, it speaks volumes for how well Lanoon did today in the Invitational. I'm very I'm very excited <laughs> if if Lanoon can come in as a Dark Normal and have a similar move set to the regular Lanoon. Yes. What's the Hoen? Hoenian? Zagoon? Zigzagoon? Lanoon? Yeah. I would be very excited to see the potential moveset for Galarian Lanoon. That moveset could be completely and totally bonkers. Yeah. You could copy and paste Zigzagoons and then add dark moves. Yeah. Uh, If it keeps Shadow Claw, what? What? Yeah. I need it right now. And then it's third form, which is completely new. Obstagoon. Just looks so awesome. Dark normal. Uh, the classification blocking Pokemon. It's a height of 5-3. Known moves obstruct. We don't really have a whole lot of information. Looks like a giant bouncer. Like yeah. at, a me- at a pop punk metal concert. Yeah. I think it's it'll be very interesting to see... It's even got how it comes in. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be very interesting to see how it comes into uh, Pokemon Go or Pokemon in general. Yeah, and then Pokemon Go because we've never seen, we haven't seen an an addition to an evolution line since what? I don't know. Gen three or four? That sounds right. Gen four because that's when we got all the like Magmortar, Electivire, Tangrowth. Is that really the last time we've seen? That's impressive. Yeah. I'm very I'm very curious to see how this plays stat wise as well. If Linoon can come in and perform really well at Great League, does that mean Obstagoon does it have to be a really weak Zigzagoon to come in to uh Great League for Obstagoon? Um can you get an Obstagoon or is Obstagoon just outside of Great League? Yeah. I'm very curious to see how that plays, what its moveset looks like potentially it's a huge tank it's yeah. very odd because lanoon is if zigzagoon and lanoon in, st- in the base games is very speed focused this i'm gonna go out on a limb and say galarian uh Obstagoon. the the obstagoon as a third form does completely removes the speed focus and more of a defensive wall. if it's if it's if it's uh classification is the blocking pokemon it's got to have some bulk Yes, so it kind of removes the the speed, speed focus. element. Yeah, but I mean, then you could build a team around. That's kind of like with my friend. He in Pokemon Sun and Moon, he really liked uh, Litten's evolution, Torcat. He liked Torcat uh-huh. more than he liked Incineroar. Okay, and he has like a level, I want to say ninety ninety five Torcat. So, kind of wrapping up, we will probably see maybe a few more announcements for Pokemon Sword and Shield before November's release. Personally, I want to see the evolution lines of the starters. I think it'd be kind of cool if we saw those in Pokemon Go, but I highly doubt it's going to happen. Because, I don't know, it's interesting how they release content for the games. Um, But kind of jumping in on the Sword and Shield topic would you like to announce our event yes um so we are working um on we've got date set for after the release of sword and shield yep uh myself and jesse are planning on doing an extra life um stream marathon of uh sword and shield um after the release so we're looking at let me pull up the Calendar. Calendar. It's the week after the release because it releases on a Friday. Yeah. And we, as far as timing goes, because it's going to be in November, we've got a feeling there's either going to be a community day or an event or... A cup. A, a, yeah, a tournament or something on that week that we are going to avoid streaming on that weekend. We're going to do... Let's get me get the actual date states. So Monday the 18th through Thursday, the 21st. Uh, We're going to be spending a chunk of each day uh, playing Pokemon Sword and Shield in parallel. So on one stream, 
we're both going to be playing our each respective versions. And then at every town, we're going to be battling each other to, uh, along with completing the game and battling the gyms, we're going to be battling each other uh, to add a sort of fresh perspective and and play through the game. And um, give you guys something to talk about and maybe cheer on one or, one or the other. Yep. Um, we're still working on some of the, uh, the details. We don't have times just yet. Um, a couple of, uh, extra additions to, if you want uh, to give us a follow on Twitter at yes. battle underscore science, battle underscore science. We'll have you more up to date. Um, yeah, there's a couple of details we're still working on. Um, uh, we do have the extra life page up. Um, I'm actually going to post that in the chat, Twitch chat right now. Maybe make sure I got the right. And it'll probably be under the description for the podcast as well. Yes, I will put that in the podcast description here. Um, Do you want to kind of give, uh, for those that might not know what Extra Life is, kind of give a little quick summary about what it is? Yes, I will try my best at that. Uh, I need to work on sort of the pitch for it uh, in general too. So this will be some good practice. Uh, Extra Life is a nonprofit uh, that benefits the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, which are um, a, a children's hospitals throughout the U.S. Uh, ours, in particular, is Seattle Children's Hospital here in Seattle, Washington. Uh, that's where we're, all of our donations will be going to Seattle Children's. Which, uh, in my life, is a very big thing. Uh, Extra Life has been doing uh, is is an organization that uses... Uh, video games and gaming in general as a platform to help facilitate fundraising for uh, the the Children's Miracle Network hospitals. Um, you've probably probably briefly heard of Extra Life at least through uh, large uh, large groups like Rooster Teeth. Uh, every year they do a huge twenty four hour marathon. Um, you've probably seen some of your friends, uh, you know, some, some, uh, smaller people have done extra life, people of all, all, uh, either influencers or non-influencers, influencers has done, have done extra life, uh, streams, um, or events. So the, one of the thoughts between you and I was, okay, how can we sort of do, how can we kind of give back, use this platform to, Help a help good other cause. people, yeah. Help a good cause, um, and I think Extra Life is a great opportunity to take this platform and do good with it. Um, so um, we'll have more details on that. Uh, we want to work on some stretch goals and some like donation, not awards, but like depending on how much you donate, the X will happen. Maybe I'll eat a hot Cheeto or something. I don't. Ugh. We'll we'll figure something out. Um, if you guys have any suggestions, you guys want to see stretch goals, um, let us know. Battle underscore science on Twitter. Um, send us a message. Um, we want to, you know, work on uh, making this. We want to make this a fun experience. So you guys will tune in. You guys will donate. Spread the word. Um, so um, still in progress. If you have any questions but, or comments, yep. go ahead and feel to leave them here on the chat. Follow us on Twitter. Leave us a like. Leave us a follow. Leave us a comment. Anything that you guys want to see us improve on or anything you want to know, yeah. we're here to help. Yeah. Uh, and that goes for Pokemon Go PvP, Pokemon Go, uh, Battle Science as a podcast, and then the extra live streams and stuff. We want to make sure we're, we're delivering quality content and information. So, um, uh, moving beyond extra life, we'll go into more detail on that in, in future episodes and stuff. Um, one thing that we want to go over, I think the last thing if we're thinking on the same page is future events, upcoming, coming, events. upcoming events within Pokemon go. Um, we have, we just finished our, uh, go fest summer events. Yep. First one was Chicago. Second one was in Dortmund. Yep. And the last one was in Yokohama in Japan, which just ended this last week. If you had the opportunity to go out and get some of those spawns, honestly, one of the best events for PvP spawns yep. that we've ever had mm-hmm. with the, the Meryl spawns, the Skarmory spawns. Chin Chow. Chin Chow. My goodness, I got some really good ranking Pokemon from this event. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so then with all of the participation within the GoFest, leading up to and within the GoFests, um, we've unlocked the Ultra Bonuses. So that's going to start... There's three weeks of them. That's going to start in September, on September 2nd. Uh, so we're looking at a Johto Pokedex or Johto Spawn boost for mm-hmm. one week. Uh, exploring and raiding eggs as well. Never before seen in eggs. Pokemon never before seen in eggs will be hatching, hatching during, during that week. So that could potentially be Heracross? Yes, that could be. That could be the regionals. We'll see. Because uh, we did see something similar with the Kanto regionals mm-hmm. last year or the year yep. before. That was the thing last year is we got all the regionals from Gen 1 in eggs. Uh-huh. And that's how everybody was mostly able to get Mr. Mime, Farfetch'd, Kangaskhan, Tauros. Yep. Uh, week 2, so September 9th through September 16th. Uh, Pokemon from across the globe will join Celebration this week along with a special appearance by a mythical Pokemon that will be available to challenge in raids. So, so this one's kind of up in arms because people are like, it could be Deoxys. But I get the feeling that it's probably going to be the Lake Spirits coming back. You think they're going to rotate? I think that's what everybody's assuming. Mm-hmm. Pokemon from across the globe will join in Celebration this week. I wonder if it's not going to be potentially... Regionals everywhere. Regionals everywhere, or yeah, because we could see a rotation of a uh, lot of regionals. What's we have the yet slug the oh uh, gastrodon gastrodon's evolution. Um, I feel really bad. Or it's pre. It's first evolution. Yeah. First form. Um, I'm terrible. I'm sorry, guys. Not slugma. <sighs> no, slugma's the fire one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we could see I'm struggling. Yeah. Uh, those ones rotate. Not to mention Viper and Zangoose. It's been have, a long we, time since that one. Yep. The other one that we haven't seen rotate is Illumis and Volbeat. Correct. So we might see some rotations of that. We'll see. The Guardians. Oh, that's right. Okay. The the late Guardians for the Water Festival. When we'll get to the Water Festival shortly here. Uh, they are legendary, not mythical. Something like that. So, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like we have to wrap up here within our space because there's a bunch of activity going on downstairs. So uh, to quickly wrap, Shellos, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, week three, unusual Pokemon will be appearing in the wild this week. Noteworthy opponents are coming to raids too. Over the course of the event, you may also be able to add some Pokemon to your Kanto Pokedex that previously eluded you uh, in your part of the world. So regionals. Uh, venture out and take on challenges to and make discoveries uh, as always happy exploring trainers so the um, little easter egg here is that the first letter of each sentence spells Unova or Unova which is gen 5's region so the thought is that with week 3 we will get the first wave of gen 5 Pokemon so um, and then the water festival that was Water just Festival announced. that was just announced for next week. So that's, uh, let's see, August 30, 23rd through August 30th. That is one week. Um, water Pokemon like Magikarp, Wooper, Whalmer, and more appear in the wild. Um, certain Pokemon will be appearing more frequently in the wild around water. Water Pokemon will hatch more from eggs. Kingler and Crawdon will be able to learn Crabhammer, a water-type charge attack. Newly available in Pokemon Go. Which will definitely make a splash in PvP. Yes. And Shiny Carvana and Shiny Barboach, they don't really affect PvP, but they're kind of cool flexes, I gotta say. Definitely, yeah. You gotta get that purple sharp, uh, Sharpedo. Uh, Raids, some new raids, or changes in raids. Blastoise, Vaporeon, Lapras will appear in raids. And Uxie, Mesprit, and Azelf will appear in five-star raids in their respective regions. So they will appear during the raid hour. They will appear in their respective regions. My thought is that in the ultra unlocks, we'll get a rotation potentially. They've referenced a lot of Pokemon being available from other regions within those uh, ultra unlocks. So it feels like this event's going to be a great opportunity to stock up on things that are going to be harder to get in the long run. Yes. The, big thing i'm looking forward to in this which wasn't 
specified, but I'm looking for cloister. Okay. Because cloister and cloister candy is very hard to come by. So Wishcash was great in Boulder Cup. Wishcash is a fantastic addition it's, to the it's Mud a, Boys. It's a great Mud Boy. Yep. So if you're looking for uh, Barboach and Wish uh, Wishmer or Wishcash, Wishmer is and then not what you're looking for. That's another tag on the bonus for the Water Festival, two times Hatch Candy. Which is also going on during the 2K friend gift yeah, friend event. gift event uh the the gift event where you have uh, more gifts and you can hand out more gifts will end here shortly before this event but your uh the 7k 2Ks, 7Ks from the 7k yep. pool yep are still, still going to be there. happening so so you'll get more candy from that and they're going to be 2k's so just if you don't mind spending on incubators, incubators, or even with the one infinite incubator with the two Ks, you you'll get, get them out pretty quick. You'll get them out pretty quick, and you'll get two times candy. So, and then probably the last part of the announcement that's a really big deal is if you have a water type buddy as a Pokemon water type Pokemon as your buddy, its distance is halved. Yep. Yes. So, so this would be a great opportunity to stock up candy on things like Shellos, uh, Clamperl. Yep. Piplup, Piplup for because we'll have day. we'll have Piplup Community Day here in a couple months. So anything um, that's looking, a water type that might be even legendaries is not a. It's that's true. It's not a good option, but yeah. it's not the worst option because their walk distance is already pretty big. Yeah, but, it would change from a ten to a five, yeah. or no, twenty to ten. Oof. Yeah. So. And again, any of these announcements, if you want to see them in person, you can go to Pokemon Live. PokemonGoLive.com. Thank you. Pokemon Go Live. The other one I'm looking for, looking forward to is Feebas. Yes. Because trying Feebas to... Feebas in the Wild. Feebas in the Wild is very difficult to find. And it coming out of eggs puts it at a level above you can get a Milotic. Tick for Great League. For Great League. So I'm very excited for Wild Spawns of Feebas. So. And Shiny. Still don't yeah. have that Shiny. So. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of activity going downstairs. I think we've covered most of everything. If there's anything we haven't covered, please let us know. I think with September, one of the last things I kind of wanted to cover, because there isn't any tournaments for September, um, there's a handful of little tiny improvements uh, here and there that uh, I'm looking forward to, to trying to implement within Battle Science and the community. Uh, I think one of my goals is Battle Science Discord, um, and then a couple of uh, technical additions, both to Battle Science as a podcast or not technical, but like quality things and uh, nifty little things, little extras, both to Battle Science as a podcast and to the live stream. So, uh, so I think that's about it. Jesse, you got any last words? Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Thanks for downloading the podcast. Thanks for following us along. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we have almost, I think, 500 total downloads, which is kind of awesome. Um, actually, and next week the what's go stadiums pvp podcast i don't remember i don't remember what the name is um go check out go stadium they've got a podcast in uh in league with uh gotta watch them all the gotta watch them all network um go check that that stuff out i'm gonna be checking that out uh it'll be interesting to have some competition be kind of i kind of nice kind of interesting to have some competition within the pokemon go pvp podcast space uh to see what uh other people are doing as far as bringing content how they format stuff so i'm uh kind of excited for that and stay tuned for august 25th where a boy in the woods and a few other of our close friends are traveling down to tacoma yes for the twilight regional or sorry the mirror twilight cup yep featuring poke king yep the, the winner of the invitational, invitational today will be at the tournament. Part of me wants to battle him. Another part of me is very scared. Yeah. I'm very scared. Uh, so look out for that. Uh, I got to get to training. So we will catch you guys in about two weeks for the next episode of Battle Science. Have fun. <laughs>